You're in your 17th year. Tom Brady and Drew Brees playing into the 40s. Is that something you're thinking about? Honestly, after missing last year, I, I don't even want to look past this year. You know, I, I've always said I'll honor my contract, which is one more year. Um, but, but right now, after not playing last year, you, you have, you know, you asked me that, what do you appreciate? I appreciate every week. I mean, just, you know, one game at a time, and that's all I'm doing. I'm just taking it one game at a time and enjoying this season because, um, as I saw last year, it's, it's just not promised, you know? Tomorrow's not promised, let alone next week. And now, time to get in the huddle with your host, Charles Prodigy here on the Mass Steel Podcast. Hey, you blink, I'll cut your eyelids off. Don't you blink. Let's go. You get where you feel like you can rush the quarterback. You understand? Rush the quarterback. Do you have room in the trophy for another one there? You got six of them. Now you're the winningest franchise in NFL history. We'll make room. And good morning, everybody, and happy uh, Sunday NFL game day kickoff. Shout out to everybody joining in right now. This is the Mastio Podcast. We, of course, meet Charles Pride Richie right now. Get ready to go into week number two of the uh, 101st NFL season uh, coming up uh, shortly today in uh, less than a couple hours. We're going to be having the Pittsburgh Steelers taking on the Denver Broncos. Uh, the Steelers will be looking to go to 16-4 and for their uh, home opener since opening up at Heinz Field. The Pittsburgh Steelers in general, usually when playing in the history of their uh, franchise on home openers in their entire history, Pittsburgh Steelers have a record all-time life of 50-32 and and 3. 50-32 and 3 for a 606 win percent since 1969 since Chuck No, Bill Cowher, Mike Tomlin, they have uh, been 35-16 and 0, 686 win percent and right now looking to pick up their 16th victory of the year at Heinz Field. Got a lot of stuff to get into right now. Like I said, uh, Mike Tomlin, as everyone aware, is 0-2 against Vic Fangio uh, lifetime. Uh, but mainly when Vic Fangio was a defensive coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers and the Denver Broncos. I got a few shouts on Instagram I want to acknowledge real quick here. Uh, service, Bull Big Man. Hey, what's up, my man? Good hearing from you. Thanks for joining in on the podcast. Miss hearing from you, my man. Hope uh, life is treating you well. I know you're doing fantastic. Thanks for being a significant spark, man. Uh, just always full of energy. Miss you, my man. We also got Steel City West here joining on inst- Instagram Live right now. Uh, 2-0 today. Yeah, I hope so. Um, I'm not going to lie. The only thing I have a little bit concerned with about today's uh, game is going to be like the death of the offensive line right now. It's pretty thinned out right now. Uh, going to be updating that uh, shortly. Hopefully, we should be finding out the inactives uh, for, I mean, like, who's not going to be playing today. But as far as the injury report goes uh, for this game, uh, this is what we know so far. We already do know that two players will be ruled out of the game as of right now. One being a starter and then the other being a backup. There are a pair of guards. you got Stefan Wisniewski. 
uh, who suffered a pec injury, basically a chest injury right there. Uh, he's been placed on IR. Now, remember, the biggest thing, uh, just to remind folks, for this year when it comes to the IR uh, when being placed out this year, previously before, back in 2019 and the previous season, usually when a player would get pra- placed on IR, they'd have to wait until after eight weeks before they could become eligible to return back. Well, this year, as everyone is aware, uh, during the offseason, the NFL has uh, updated that. And do with everything with COVID, the biggest thing is now a player gets placed on the on the injured reserve. They they usually could wait now after three weeks of being eligible. So in this case, Stefan Wisniewski, who was actually placed on Friday, and this was confirmed by Missy Matthews, he'll be the earliest he'll be able to return will be for the when they're at home against the Philadelphia Eagles. When we look at it, that game will be October. Uh, uh, 11th right there. So th- that's an interesting uh, thing right there. So, I mean, yeah, you're uh, going down a little thin for right now. But like I said, I mean, that's the only part I'm a little bit concerned because when you look at this offensive line right now, like who else you got? I mean, you got Zach Banner. I mean, he, it looks like his season is done right now. So you're probably going to, I mean, Chooks core for, I would imagine, will be in that spot uh, slot in there. Then, of course, I mean, still without David DeCastro, uh, who's basically your right guard. So, Kevin Dotson, I think he's going to be making his uh, first start today, I want to say. But, I mean, these are definitely some uh, interesting uh, times right now. And I- I'm not going to lie. I-, I-, I don't think this game is going to be that much of a gimme as people may think. And I just really think only simply because of the fact. Hey, what's up, Sean Len? Thank you very much for the like uh, for this game. I- I'm just looking at it this way. I mean, Vic Fangio has has been pretty much a defensive guy most. I mean, for like his career. I mean, finally getting that head coaching experience uh, with the Denver Broncos beginning of uh, last season. But still, I mean, it, it's interesting how he seems to have Mike Tomlin's uh, number. I mean, when they do, when their teams do go up head to head versus each other. And I, I definitely do feel like I mean, going up against the Broncos too. I mean, when we look at it, I mean, they're definitely an annoying rivalry where they really definitely challenge the Steelers in a lot of ways, if you ask me. I feel like uh, for this, because when you look at the all-time uh, head-to-head matchup versus Denver Broncos, Steelers are nine games under 500 versus them, 11-20-1, and uh, which includes a win-loss record all-time of 6-7. and seven. But for Mike Tomlin playing against his team at home, 1-0. The only time they played the Broncos at home was five years ago, back in 2015, late December, five days before Christmas right there. You saw the Steelers uh, come from behind in that game. They wanted to win that game 34-27. And uh, right now... uh, Yeah, uh, we'll we'll, we'll see uh, what happens for right now. But uh, yeah, I mean that that that's what's uh, going on for the time being as we uh, look at it. Uh, for this being, I mean Steelers definitely trying to look in and see uh, what's going to be happening uh, for the time being. But uh, we'll find out how this uh, continues to work itself out. I mean for this uh, for for this game as they look to go in, uh, look to uh, keep it rolling and everything for right now. But yeah, I I'm, I'm definitely a lot more intrigued about how we. Uh, 
figure things out and see what, what's going to be happening for this time being. And uh, for right now, we're, I mean, we'll, we'll see how this continues to... How it continues to work itself out. I mean, for the Steelers to go pick up their second victory of the season. Looking to keep things rolling for right now. Once again, you can follow me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Prodigy Richie for the Metal Steel Podcast on Twitter. It is at Metal Steel CGR. And on Instagram at Metal Steel Nation as we uh, take a look at uh, more stuff going in. And I, I want to just uh, talk about there's a lot more issues going on too that seem to be uh, making headlines. Uh, for uh, this uh, day when we uh, look at it. And um, uh, we'll, we'll find out. I mean, uh, for right now, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what happens I mean, in this uh, contest. I definitely feel like it's going to be a very interesting uh, one for right now. And uh, like I said, I, I, just, I just feel when we uh, get into this uh, contest, I mean, playing against a team like the Broncos, I mean, here's some of the other stuff that was uh, going into this game. I mean, right now, when we look at it. And let's go into the rest of the players uh, who are on the injury report going into this game. So, we already know that there'll be about two players, Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, Stefan Wisniewski, and, of course, uh, David DeCastro, uh, knee, chest and knee injury. Uh, they're ruled out for today's uh, game. The Broncos, they will be without two of their stars, along with two being questionable. LT, I mean, left tackle, Garrett Bowles, elbow, and wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, who has a shoulder injury, and backup wide receiver, Tyree Cleveland. So they have uh, three guys who are out. Tyree Cleveland has a hip injury. No, excuse me. They'll, they'll be without two of their, uh, their guys uh, for the Denver uh, Broncos. So for the Broncos, once again, they'll be out without A.J. Uh, Boye. And then, of course, uh, they'll be out without Garrett Bowles. Uh, and then, um, of course, inside linebacker, uh, backup inside linebacker, Mark Barron. All right, now you got a pair of guys who are questionable for today's uh, matchup for the Denver Broncos. Uh, you got uh, Garrett Bowles and Tyree uh, Cleveland, elbow and hip injury. And then you got Cortland Sutton, wide receiver. So we're going to get into, like, the keys to this uh, game plan. Uh in just a moment here, but uh, anyway, I want to hear everybody's thoughts on what's been happening as far as like uh, with this whole uh, thing where everybody was agreeing to support uh, back earlier in the week at the beginning of the season. This team seems like a, a little drama comes up uh, once again where Alejandro Villanueva and of course Marquis Ponce as well. El Villanueva. Uh, got uh, nailed on social media following his decision to replace the name of Antoine Rose Jr. on the back of his helmet with that of Sergeant Alwyn Cache for Monday night's regular season opener against the Giants. Uh, Rose's mother, uh, Michelle Kenny, uh, criticized uh, Villanueva very well so and said a decorated former Army Ranger saying his decision showed exactly who he is and that she will hold the Steelers accountable for his actions. And then uh, Art Rooney, he did respond back saying, as an organization, we respect the decisions of each player, coach, and staff member relating how, to how they express themselves on social justice topics, Rooney wrote. We will continue to support our social initiatives to fight against social injustices and systemic racism, not only in our area, but around the country. Along the way, we understand that 
individual who may say or do things that are not universally accepted, there will be uncomfortable conversations, but we will strive to be a force for unity in our efforts to support a more just society. Uh, so there you have it right now. Uh, the only problem is it's uh, coming up with this. Uh, once again, kind of like three years ago, I mean, when you had like the whole uh, heels of Trump lashing out for players taking a knee during the National Anthem. Uh, remember when they were playing against that Chicago Bears uh, team back in Soldier Field in Chicago, that was at myself. Uh, what ended up uh, happening, you had Alejandro Villanueva he was out there, I mean, supporting the national anthem right there. And you saw what happened right there. And the thing is, the team made a decision to stand in the locker room. Apparently, he did not do that. Um, I mean, because, you know, since he served overseas, I mean, there, it, it kind of made him look a little bit like uh, funky in a way. And it was just uh, awkward in a lot of ways uh, for what happened. But you see, once again, I mean, they were having this Antoine Rose guy who's a victim of, uh, for, for right now, when we look at it. But uh, we'll, we'll see how this uh, continues to go on, because uh, for right now, because we got a guy like Marquise Policy who did a lot of work with uh, supporting police and stuff. And the problem is, I mean, like, uh, the way it's going out, I mean... You know, like I said, they're trying to show, like, a stand-up for against racism. But the problem is, once again, it doesn't seem like it's being done as a unit. And you had uh, Alejandro Villanueva do this, like, uh, at the last moment. Uh, pull aside, I think, Mike Tomlin. A few guys were unaware. Marquis Ponce says he was a little bit more unaware about what happened exactly with Antoine Rose. But this is a guy that the Steelers have and the organization have supported and really, like, uh, wanted to, like, uh, bring awareness for. So, we'll, we'll find out what happens in that. But for the time being, when I look at it for right now, listen. The thing is, I mean, you remember uh, Mike uh, Tomlin saying that, you know, we're going to do everything we can to, uh, right now, to, like, support our players as long as they do it in an appropriate way. The, the only problem is when we uh, look at this for right now, it, it just seems like, you know, you're, you're coming out right now looking at a union that uh, seems like, you know, there's still some sort of uh, division right there. And I, I just think for Steelers team, I'm not saying it's going to have much of an effect on their season, but you start to wonder, like, how much, like, uh, communication is starting to get out of hand. I mean, is that is that something that needs to be, uh, be put under the microscope for this team? So I really do feel like the Steelers, uh, I mean, this offseason, I mean, they are trained hard as ever together and did a lot. But for right now, they're going to have to continue to prove this uh, for right now, and we'll see what happens. So let's go ahead and get some other uh, topics right now. Uh, as remember, just to recap, uh, Stefan Wisniewski, who was ruled out, should be eligible to return against the Eagles game. But at the same time, when we look at this whole uh, death chart situation for right now, too, when we look at, I mean, when you got also got, like, your right guard, David DeCastro, who's uh, out, stole off a knee injury. I mean, Wisniewski's your backup left guard to Matt Filer. So I think he'd be, like, uh, looking to be backing up a core for maybe slide in. 
don't know how that will work exactly, but we'll find out uh, hopefully shortly in uh, due time uh, for this uh, position as we look at it with the offensive uh, line play. Because the thing is, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, glad to see him do well in his first game back. I mean, with everybody. I mean, and just be able to maintain his poise, I mean, this whole time. Uh, the only thing is, like, right now, you know what? It's it's still a chilly reminder what happened last season. Are we going to see, like, uh, a chilling reminder where he gets hurt? He's out for some significant length of time. And you may have to go back to your backup like uh, Mason Rudolph or Yellow uh, Josh Dobbs, who they brought back. Like I said, my only concern is if we ever did get somewhere like Josh Dobbs, he's got the mobility, he knows the playbook, but the only problem is there's a lot of times when he's been out there, he has not finished drives properly, the way I see it. And uh, that's my uh, stance on that. But uh, since placing Wisniewski on IR, they have promoted Duran Gray from the practice squad, who signed a future reserve contract last season. Uh, Duran Gray, uh, if everyone may recall, uh, he was drafted uh, by the Pittsburgh Steelers back in uh, 2019. Uh, when we look at him. He was drafted in the 7th round, uh, 219th, out of Maryland. And, uh, like I said, he spent the entire uh, season on the practice squad, basically. So, uh, he's going to be uh, called up right now. I'm sure I add to, like, the depth chart. And we'll see what happens from there. So, let's go ahead and, like, uh, get into uh, keys for victory for today's game. I definitely want to get into for right now. Uh, key number one going into this game Keep Drew Locke, uh, who the uh, Broncos started quarterback, under 30 passing attempts. When he's held under 30 passing attempts, he's 2-1 uh, in that in that uh, in his career right there. And I, I really feel like for right now, I mean, that's going to be very key when you look at a guy like uh, Andrew, I mean, when you look at a guy like Drew Locke right there. A guy, I mean, who's in his uh, second year, uh, drafted in the second round, out of uh, Missouri, and you look at the sky right here and see what he's been able to do. I mean, legitimately so far. I mean, he's passed. I mean, uh, I mean, in, in his career, I mean, when he's had like uh, 30 pass attempts or more uh, for this guy, he has a two, two to one touchdown interception uh, ratio. In those uh, contests. And usually when he uh, passed for 30 pass attempts or more. In his uh, career. He's a uh, 2 and 1. I mean he's a. Uh, in his career. He's a uh, 1 and 2 in those. In those. Uh, in his career lifetime. Especially losing against uh, Monday night to the Tennessee uh, Titans right there. But, I mean, a lot of that, too. I mean, it was just so many uh, missed uh, field goals in that contest right there, too. I mean, when you look at uh, Gus uh, Towski right there. I mean, when, when we uh, look at it, uh, S S Steven Gus former uh, Patriot kicker, 
who with the Tennessee uh, Titans just definitely had like an interesting uh, game to say the least right there. I mean, it was just uh, definitely a shaky uh, night right there at the office for a guy uh, like him when we look at it. I mean, uh, I mean that guy. I mean, in that in that contest, he went one for four, and Fugles made, which include missing one extra point attempt. So, I mean, clearly the Tennessee Titans in that regard, I mean, uh, they uh, definitely uh, came up on the short end of the stick right now. And we'll see uh, what happens right there. But for right now, like I said, key number one is the whole the mother 30 passing attempts. Uh, and then also key number two, win the line of scrimmage. Broncos have not allowed a sack uh, in their first game have and have rushed for over 107 yards off 26 uh, carries right there in that first game even though it was a loss right there but I definitely do think right there when you also got a uh, former Steeler offensive line coach and former Tennessee Titans head coach Mike Munchak right there you gotta better sure believe he knows a lot about the Steelers line he'll be ready to counter in ways and we'll, we'll see how that continues to work and then uh, key number three I mean uh, last but not least I will just say the run game for the Pittsburgh Steelers. For right now, it should be interesting to see. Um, I would imagine the Pittsburgh Steelers will continue to go with a hot bang snow in this game, considering how well he's performed this past uh, Monday against the New York football giants. I mean, for right now, I mean, listen, I, I think a guy like uh, Benny Snell, I think he was done good, great down the stretch, in my opinion. When we uh, look at things. And uh, Bay Snell has been a phenomenal uh, back. I mean, so far. I mean, lost weight, got himself in tremendous shape. I mean, especially for uh, last year, too, uh, when we look at it. I mean, he had 108 rushes for 426 yards with 3.9 yards per attempt. Only got two touchdowns for the season. Still without a touchdown for right now, so we'll see how that uh, plays itself out going into uh, this year. Oh, and by the way, the Pittsburgh Steelers have just announced their inactives for today's uh, game. This is just uh, released uh, by uh, Teresa Varley of Steelers.com. Here are the inactives for the Pittsburgh Steelers for right now. You got uh, quarterback Josh Dobbs, uh, linebacker Ulysses Gilbert, Guard David DeCastro, defense tackle Carlos Davis, and tight end Zach Gentry. Uh, those guys will be inactive for today's uh, contest. So that's the good news. So you're going to only be without one starter, which we're already aware of, which is David DeCastro uh, right there. Uh, Denver Broncos, yet to be determined. Uh, as soon as I hear some information on that, I will tweet that out. But in the meanwhile, uh, since we're about ready to close to wrapping up, I want to hear what's been your favorite Steelers uh, home uh, memories. I mean, one starting off at ho home openers. And uh, right now, I mean, when, when we uh, look at it, I mean, what 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 game stands out for you most? Do you have any uh, recollections? Would it be like, say, oh, I don't know, maybe back in, if I were to look all time, especially like Heinz Field, what memory stands out for you the most? 
I probably say the 2009 one when they were defending their sixth Super Bowl against the Tennessee uh, Titans right there. Remember Troy Palomaro making a sick uh, one-handed uh, grab interception while going to the ground. Unfortunately, I do remember he did get hurt uh, at the end of that game, but still, it was just a really um, interesting season. I know they wanted to miss the playoffs, but still, I think it was one that just stood out just because of the highlight of the play when we look at uh, for for that for that time. And uh, that that's what I, I'm looking at for right now. Uh, I mean, also another um, favorite game day memory. I mean, for me, I probably say the Seattle Seahawks won back in 2011. Well, that's another one right there too. I mean, they got humiliated by the Ravens uh, the first week. I mean, this was pre Russell Wilson, but still, back in 2011. The thing I liked about that so much was that the Steelers had two shutouts, and 2011 was the last time we seen a shutout by the Steelers. We're going in like about nine years so far, which is one of their longest droughts in franchise history, their last one being on Christmas Eve against the St. Louis Rams. I mean, they, they beat the Seahawks 24-0 in that contest back in week number two. I think that was another memorable one for me in so many ways. I mean, just sent a message who that defense still was and what they're capable of doing. So we'll find out how that continues to work itself out into the fold for right now. But, I mean, other than that, that's what we got going on for uh, this edition here of the Mastial uh, Podcast for right now as we get a lot, lot more closer uh, to more uh, stuff going on for right now. Once again, if you guys want to follow me on social media, you can be followed on Twitter and Instagram at ProjectRitchie. Uh, for the Man of Steel podcast on Twitter, it is at Man of Steel CGR. Instagram at Man of Steel Nation as we continue to look at things for right now. And uh, that, that's what I'm looking at for uh, this time being when we look at it. So uh, what's... Uh, So I want to hear like uh, what's your uh, gate what's your game day plans for uh, for today's game? Uh, what what's everyone doing? How many people are watching from home, going to bars, or hanging around the area around Heinz uh, Field or local Pittsburgh for the people of Pittsburgh? What are your game day plans? Uh, what do you guys uh, plan on doing today uh, for this game? I know for for me, I'll be definitely watching uh, from Sunday NFL uh, ticket uh, for this season. And definitely get ready to gear up uh, soon here, just mo- in a moment. But uh, for right now, I mean, uh, definitely looking at it for right now. I'll say uh, final score prediction for this uh, Steelers uh, contest uh, today. I'll say uh, give me the Steelers 21-17. They'll win by uh, four points. Maybe a field goal. Only just simply put because Mike Thomas never gotten a, a victory against... Vic Fangio just yet, but this will be the first time I had the head bail as head coaches versus head coach versus defense coordinator, the way I see it. So again, this is Charles Pride's Richie here on the Mastio Podcast signing off. I'll be back later on with a post-game show. Make sure, feel free to tune in for that. It's Charles Pride's Richie of the Mastio Podcast signing off. As always say, don't be, tr- don't be trolling, be rolling. Here we go, Zeros, here we go. I gone. <laughs>